Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. want to welcome you to this next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And today we have Maria Katharina Richters. Maria is an artist and a creativity coach. You're also an art therapist and coach supervisor. Maria, it's great to have you on today's show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's really a pleasure to be on this podcast with you. Yeah, well, it's it's exciting, I think, for both of us. You also have a podcast, so it's always fun to be the other side of the mic, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think it's refreshing as well. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited. So appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun, I think. You know, when you when you host the show and you kind of like, you're kind of like the pilot and you have like a bit of a vision uh, for kind of the sort of energy and what you really want to impart to the listener because, you know, all the content and all the noise that's out in the world, the most important person is the one that's actually listening or consuming it. And it isn't even about you and it isn't even about me, but it's our ability to be able to create something that actually really makes people think, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. So yeah, no, it's it's really nice to to be here today. Great. So I'm looking forward to this, you know, because obviously you're a creative and creativity comes in all different shapes and sizes, doesn't it? Like it always makes me laugh when when I was a kid, I used to think like art was literally your ability to paint a picture or ability to draw. Uh, typically, I, uh, I'm i terrible at both, actually. And whenever I'm at drawing competitions with my children, uh, they often laugh at my attempts. Uh, but thankfully, art is, is way more than that, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. Yes. So that's literally what people measure themselves by all the time is this ability to be able to copy something realistically and put it onto paper and um and that's not really what art is at all so i'm sure like you have a hidden artistic potential there that is yours and um and yeah th this this whole thing about um needing to having this pressure or feeling this pressure to have to be able to create something and make it look realistic really holds people back from being able to uh allowing themselves to be creative in other ways and mm. simply because of that so um yeah it's 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 a very limiting and unfortunately very widespread thought um or belief that becomes one's identity almost and i i i talked about this a lot and especially i i did i did some clubhouse rooms some time ago and i think that must be now 2 years uh, ago with other creativity coaches and we talked a lot about creativity scars and and the impact that yeah a painting class at school or just when your parent might not recognize what you're painting um has on on the individual and what they believe they are capable of in life mm. so it's yeah big one. And i think we have to challenge i think some of uh, our interpretation of of words because what art artistic or art may mean to me may differ to you mm -hmm. and somebody may say from my definition they're an artist and from yours they may say well I'm not or they may say that your your definition shows that they 
are an artist and that mind doesn't, you know, and, and, and vice, you know, and uh, it's interesting. Do you believe then, Maria, that there is an artist in everyone? I do. I do believe there is an artist in everyone because um, kids, when they're born, well, first of all, we are all innately creative, like everything in some way is not in some way, in a big way is creative and doing things differently and, and, and the way that we think about things or, you know, just where our focus and attention goes. But um, an artist is within everyone. Uh, it's somebody's choice as well, whether they want to uh, really, you know, go into um, art in a visual art sense, but there's so many arts, art, there's so much art out there. It's not just the painter and uh, and the musician and, and the actor and the writer and so on. There's so much art out there. But I do believe also that there is um, a painter in everybody. Um, and and that if you if you put a child with with crayons in front, you know, put crayons in front of a child, all they're going to do is stop painting. They're going to do something with it. And it might be scribbles or whatever, but it's the self-expression. So, you know, some of those children then are, you know, maybe um, supported to continue this more, uh, others perhaps less, and some might not even, some might lose interest and that's fine too. But I do believe there's an artist in everybody. And, I, and, and that comes back to this innate thing that children have when they, yeah, have colors in front of them and when they want to build things outside or in the garden, you know, they make themselves a castle. Is that imagination um, flowing through them? And that's in everyone. And mm -hmm. um, whether that's nurtured or not, and obviously as well, when there's um, harsh environments, you know, in, in, in one's surrounding, all of that can obviously impact this um, playfulness and mm. desire to, yeah, to create <laughs> in that sense. Yeah, I almost see if you put if you put crayons in front of me, you'd probably just get scribbles as well. <laughs> well that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, just saying about that is like when you when you go into museums and and you know actually when you are now I I'm I'm, I'm part of an art class as well where I go and I, I go into a group and I I always try to challenge myself but also sit with other people and and paint and there's a you know this desire actually the more that your art looks like it's less realistic and more childlike the higher the standard of it so there's all those painters in the past as well like um the the, the big painters from all the pochen um you know the, the way that they painted in the end when it became more childlike or more abstract you know even though they knew how to paint realistic that's like that was genius you know mm. so <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with scribbles. And actually, in fact, um, as children, it's, it's, it's really important that they go through that. It's part of like this DNA developing inside of you. Um, there are certain stages that children go through when, when they paint and at first they scribble and then they start making different sort of like, whether that's spirals or they create the houses, you know, we all go through those stages and and they're important to go through. And almost sometimes when, one stage is missing then something might have happened within that time frame of when they were going through that process so sometimes reverting back to that process later on in life can really bring back some a part of that development that was missing for you as a mm. child so that's why mm. art is so healing mm. nowadays even as adults but <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> inter that's interesting that's interesting i kind of was sticking to this kind of like 
uh, light-hearted kind of response initially in terms of, you know, you said that there's an artist in everyone. I'm thinking even even bad artists are still an artist. Yeah. Uh, and then actually, when you started to say about um, that for some, especially in childhood where maybe something happened in their life and there was a, a pause in their development, actually, then I felt like you were starting to touch on something uh, quite important there. Uh, and then you ended with the fact that art is quite healing. Mm. Um, that's a beautiful way of of looking at it. And, and maybe actually, maybe it, maybe it is a, a degree as to why kind of I almost feel like I'm still at childhood artistry because, you know, things did happen in my childhood that probably did uh, create that. So that's kind of, that kind of uh, shone a torch, you know, on, on myself. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, you can reflect a lot when it's about when when it's about the relationship with we have with art and um for sure like when something happens in your childhood it can some some artists or some individuals they they throw themselves into their art more that also happens but others um it um and a lot of them and including me or um a lot of artists that I've spoken about when things happen can kind of like hold you back from expressing yourself um, and, and art is really expressing yourself. And so, yeah, um, you can pick up on a lot of what may have happened uh, now when just uh, starting to paint again. It's like your brain opens up to the intuitive side of the brain. Um, actually, there's it's not just one side, but it's like more of it. I think I'm not like a, um, a specialist in this, but I know the prefrontal cortex, which is more about um, solving problems and so on and thinking critically kind of like shuts off and so you have more access instantly to yeah memories and and feelings of the past and and connections as well that you that perhaps if you're talking about something particular and then you start painting um, all of a sudden it connects to the root of it rather than going through all of that those layers of self-talk and stuff that we do um, so it's very it's very powerful to access mm. that and um and the more one starts painting the more of that expression and, and that what may have been missing as a child or in those periods it, it gets filled up again so mm. it's, it's yeah it's in many ways very very interesting amazing now maria you had a significant personal awakening after years of addiction mm. do you want to tell us a little bit about that because i feel like that really kind of opens the door as to almost why art has become so healing and actually now why you very much help other people find healing through art because of this experience yes so I started smoking with 13 and I uh, went into harder drugs in my surrounding with 16 so that was quite early and it continued for 10 years but within that period, um, especially like when at the start of it, um, with 16, there was a period where uh, I was, it wasn't a, a, a daily addiction, but it was a, a weekend addiction and like association addiction, this desire to just um, escape reality. And um, I think a lot of teens may resonate with that, but also I know there are teens who don't resonate with that. And um for me, 
I was dealing with a lot of anxiety in my life. So as a child, I used to be um, a, a quiet child, very introverted um, and very much painting all the time. That was like my comfort zone. And so my mom, she was very like very kind and loving, but she was very fear based. So she had a lot of anxiety herself, which kind of like I felt all the time. So I became um almost like wanting my mom to always be feeling good and and being you know as a child you're often very sensitive but I was also very highly sensitive I would say too sensitive maybe um that I just constantly felt that energy and then uh another um how do you say like another a very strong figure in my family who was very present was uh very harsh so obviously um having gone through their own challenges in, in the past with you know the war and everything and but still at a later age being very affected by it and putting their true unprocessed trauma onto my mom and onto the family as a whole and, and onto me as well so I just grew up very anxious and uh, very shy and with 13 after we moved to Spain with 11 so I turned 11 we moved to Spain and I went to an English school there and I grew up there for seven years but those first initial years were very challenging for me because I I didn't speak English I didn't speak Spanish and and um, I'm an emotional eater so I put on weight and then I had to put on my uh, this uniform at the English school and so I didn't feel comfortable within myself at all and and I turned 13 after changing from that school where I was in a very harsh environment like kind of you know, being bullied a little bit here and there. So I felt very unsafe for a very long time. I mean, for me, it felt very long time. It was two years. Um, so I, 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 the last day there, I was just, um, I was just crying and screaming. I can't go there anymore. So my mom pulled me out, went to a different school and gained friends. And, you know, but then I was very much wanting to also enjoy their attention. And so I um, lost weight and all of a sudden attention was from everywhere. And all I wanted at this stage was just to, um, to, to, to numb my anxieties that I was having, I guess. And this is what kind of brought me to, um, to open up to trying some of those um, narcotics at 16. Mm. And, mm. Um, and from then on, yeah, I've, I've experienced depression, depressive state where I was um, with 16, 17 in my room and just sitting there and being, you know having negative thoughts and um and in a very low stage and that kind of continued till my beginning of my 20s at an abusive relationship that also happened but it was all reflecting me the relationship I had to myself I didn't know this until like a year and a half later into the relationship uh, where I was alarmed by a third incident happening in that relationship where I was alarmed and I was like, okay, if, if this continues, it's going to go into a bad, bad place. And I found um, the, a book, The Power of Kabbalah. <laughs> and I was interested because I was asking somehow, and you know, this is the spiritual side of me. I was asking about answers in my life, um, just in my mind, just on what is, there's more to life. I understand there must be more to it. What is the meaning of it? What's the purpose of things? And I never had answers. And then I found this book and there was an invitation to a lecture uh, at the center. 
and it was about love and relationships and that was what's what was present for me back then and um we went there and, and that lecture gave me a lot of answers and insights into how our mind works and how our mind has an impact on the world around us uh, and how you know our thoughts create the feelings and therefore energy and vibrations and and how we attract things into lives and so on and basically how we have power over our thoughts how we have power therefore of, of steering our lives and and that is what got me kind of activated uh into understanding wow i, I can steer my life um so that was one incident but the deeper one and i know this is long but um the deeper one process was after i finished with that relationship which i got myself out to Oh, thankfully, um, I had this counter reaction because I was so suppressed in there um, that I wanted to be free, but I wanted to be free, free of any responsibilities. And that even meant free of anything that I've learned, even if it was helpful, like the Kabbalah thing that I've learned that helped me out of the relationship. I just didn't want any of it. And, uh, and things turned first fun and a little bit crazy, but then, um, it, it went really bad so I, I I had a moment that was 2011 and obviously since 2016 I still would continue those those cycles um with drugs and um in 2011 I was in such a bad place where I would feel numb to, completely numb I would um only have a memory of who I once was um I would be five days a week I would be out don't sleep five days a week um sometimes and um and yeah everything i would worry the people that cared for me um i would lose the connection i have to school like i would i was doing university and um, i was failing that i was actually having to repeat a year everything was collapsing so that's when actually in that moment um i remembered what i once learned the kabbalah center with the tools that I had. And I remembered the person I wanted to be once. And even though I didn't feel it at that stage where I felt that my soul literally was not with me anymore, that's what it felt. If I had if I had continued this way, which was that fear-based way, I would probably not be here anymore. So so I decided to 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 change that up <laughs> and to walk the other direction and to not hide anymore, not to escape anymore, and not to give in to the addictive sort of which is instant gratification and need to feel something right now but it's jeopardizing everything of the future and um also the well-being of people around me which i really actually cared about and i decided to to change that and since 2011 that's where the big change really has happened <laughs> and i haven't looked back so yeah wow so there's so much in there maria um things that really kind of stood out and I, I loved I loved your humility and vulnerability in that because I think that what you're sharing is very relatable to a lot of people and I think people that will hear that will also feel a degree of trust towards you because that's one of the beautiful things about vulnerability is when we're vulnerable we actually uh, build trust with with the person that that's creating that and actually it then encourages us to be vulnerable and takes bravery and I always believe that when we're able to talk about the things that have been most difficult in our lives, it's often an indication of the fact that we've 
we're speaking now from our scars and not our wounds because we now have an ability to share without you know just hemorrhaging and, and bleeding all over the place now we can find context right in 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 our, in our journey mm -hmm. yes yes no absolutely <laughs> yeah one thing that you said which i you know like i said there's a lot in there um but when you were talking about like the abusive relationship you know i find that this is really telling that often our relationships are a reflection of of the way that we relate to ourselves. And I think that's really poignant in, in, in what you said there, because often we may pick an abusive relationship because actually we, we abuse ourselves in different ways, you know, and you talked about how you're an emotional eater, you know, and, and, you know, I, I had the same challenge there as well. So that was very, you know, relatable in the sense of, you know, if we're emotionally self-harming ourselves, we're likely to attract people that, that kind of like to harm um it's really interesting how that how that happens isn't it yes absolutely um so that was actually a key thing for me um realizing how our relationships are a reflection a mirror to ourselves um so in some way where you know we in, in that situation with that past relationship he might have been the perpetrator and i but i was the people pleaser so in some way you know I was the same energy but different like he might have been doing those things but but I had that same energy just being the the person that things happen to in some way but that doesn't make me be um that doesn't make me have no responsibility of that you know I was responsible I, I I was responsible of getting myself into that situation but I realized that by owning um, that actually my thoughts and the things that I chose um, that they got me there <laughs> mm. you know so it was important to to know this because if I never admitted to myself that actually I got myself into that situation mm. um, that I was part of it and it's not just their fault that mm. it's a part of both parties mm. to to have co-created this abusive relationship even mm. though I've somewhat felt like a victim who had to had to leave out of it mm. um I still co-created that so I have responsibility in that and but that's something that I could only see afterwards but then that has given me a good um understanding of what was necessary for a healthy relationship for me and one that's basically understanding what is going on in your mind and what is going on with like, what are you desiring? What What is it? Are you looking for somebody to fulfill your needs right now? And 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 you want somebody to, yeah, to just quieten the pain that you have? Or I was the person that I always felt, yeah, I want to give love and I want to, I gave everything, I've given everything to him and then this happens. But yeah, I've given a lot, but have I given from a full cup? No, I was not full. I was... I was still also, even though my intention is still now giving, I'm now giving from a full cup, but then it looked me giving everything in order to be loved. So mm. it was from the consciousness of needing to be loved and wanting to be the person like that loves them and 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 then almost like feeling um treated unfairly because it wasn't reciprocated the same way, or then putting myself into the position I was the one that always gave and you you know like all of that kind of 
stuff. So it's it's just so important to to understand that you know relationships, like even if you're different to the other person, that energetically that might still be very much of the same energy, just in different expressions. Mm -hmm. And that was the key to escape it, or escape to 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 move myself outside of it. And mm -hmm. it was the key also to create a relationship that is based on healthy grounds. Mm. And, 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 you know, I'm now in a relationship for 10 years, but, and it is healthy in the sense that we grow together. <laughs> so we, we are, we're not perfect, but we, we come together imperfectly, but we have a desire to look at ourselves separately and then grow individually and grow together stronger after. So that's my view of a healthy relationship. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we're all on a on a journey of he of healing and, and self-discovery and uh growth. Um and obviously art is a is a big is a big part of you know your life and your and your work. How how are you creating an awareness, uh, Maria, that is actually uh showing healing through art? How how are you driving that? So how how the awareness through art is practically created um yeah so um in in the practice um all it is is that you have to um accompany a person i i accompany a person a client you know who's picking up their pen or if i am a lot of work is on zoom but if they're in, in my studio then we have a paper on on the wall practically and they take their left hand and use paint with it and we start to see what comes up either they see an internal image after starting to paint either they have a a memory that comes up um or or actually you know it might just be an abstract thing with the feelings felt and then we talk about it at the same time what comes up and and then what you would be talking about whether that's the memory the thought or the feeling it will um show itself on paper as well so you paint how you are and you paint this, you will instantly feel like, okay, all of a sudden you didn't feel you would want to go over the edge as, as an example. And then we would ask, what is that feeling? Why do you not want to go over the edge? Is it maybe important to go over the edge? Maybe a different direction. And just doing that on the paper actually opens them up for something, for something new. It actually creates this, um chemical reaction inside or it like unlocks the this stored information and releases it like this that's what happens as if you would actively do something in life <laughs> let's say you would walk uh do, okay you are fearful of uh telling somebody a certain thing and picking up the phone and it would do the same chemical reaction as if you picked up the phone and did what you're fearful of just on the paper it's it's the the same thing um so that awareness happens in the process very much um and each painting and each person's painting is very different and always of course because everyone is different and um yeah so it's, it's very it's very much that communication with yourself with your intuition um that is being shown to you through mm. paper and it never fails to show you and it's never incorrect and the thing is that you if you're in touch with the paper and the paint uh, yourself it's it's almost like you feel it you can feel it so much that you know that 
there's no denying of of it not being what it is mm. <laughs> sense it's um it's cathartic then because i mean i i find writing very healing and cathartic and 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 it's interesting you say art is like an expression of feelings and, and of thoughts and you know they say that what is it the beauty is in the eye of the beholder like there's some art that i see and i just think wow it looks literally like somebody's vomited on it now obviously art is kind of two-way isn't it because uh, it's cathartic for the artist but then also people can see a piece of art and either vibe with it or not and that can also uh maybe somebody connects with a piece of art and actually that kind of expresses how they feel but they're not able to put it into words right are you are you seeing are you seeing that as well that that there is a kind of like a, a twofold uh exchange here that goes on yes yes absolutely so i guess like the difference about this particular art therapy method is like there is a person next to you who is in communication with you while you're doing it. And it's very different than uh, or difficult almost to do when you're creating art yourself, even if you want to create art as for the purpose of healing on your own, like you'll still be doing a process and your eyes seeing it will still be feeling and, and, and going through that process. But because you don't have that person next to you kind of like noticing certain things or asking you certain questions in that moment, you might not realize what everything means. And in the end, you might have a piece where, you know, it, it doesn't matter how it looks, but you, you might not necessarily know what it's given you, but you can feel, you might feel better or you might also feel a different emotion, whatever that is. Mm. But again, that's, that's different too, to art uh, in the aesthetic you know like art therapy is not supposed to look a certain way you don't mm -hmm. you're not like making it in order to create an outcome you're 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 making it and the process is what counts mm -hmm. um for art that you see you know museums and galleries um is still created differently uh some actually might be very intuitive artists i've i've, I've um um interviewed a lot of recently who are doing intuitive art so very much noticing that if they are not doing intuitive art they they get themselves into challenges that they just notice oh no i i am an intuitive artist and then there are others who have this image in their mind that they want to create and they create it uh and and but they they want they come up with this idea before and obviously artists you know in many different ways can you know start creating and then it, it just develops too um um but 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 it's very different to the art therapy. Um, there is an outcome and at the end that they want to feel good with. And there might be some more thinking of, oh, how do I create this art piece to look a certain way? Mm. But yeah, in terms of the other thing that you say is, um, you know, we can look at an art piece and and be either triggered by somebody else's and not know why. Mm. Um, actually, I had um, somebody once tell me there was this once this piece that I looked at and just felt an overwhelming sense of, emotion and I had I had to cry and you might not know why and knowing now through art therapy and being part of those processes um sometimes art can can also be you can be triggered by art by an experience that's not even part of this lifetime you could be connecting to a collective or you could connect to something from a past life i don't know how much you believe in this or not but um there is actually like images that we can get through that might not have happened in this life um 
or it could be a memory that's so long ago that something happened that was emotional and at the same time you looked at uh, either a picture or a color or something like that 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 painting brought you back that that painting might have been set up with the exact same color as an emotional event that happened in your life now might have had the the room painted in that color and you're being triggered from the art because of that i mean there's so many mm. layers of potentials <laughs> i think i think a lot of a lot of life and especially because we're talking about art and that artistic flair a lot of it kind of derives from uh how connected we feel to self right so our, our connection between our, our head and our heart uh, and there's times I think, you know, you talked about, you know, being depressed and obviously emotionally eating, you know, and going through addiction. Often that is when there is a disconnect b between ourselves, yeah. you know, my heart and my head uh, are conflicted or, or they're not aligned. Uh, so when we lack connection, Maria, with ourselves or maybe our gift, how, how do we find our way back? So... I mean, that literally is what happened to me. Like I was so disconnected from myself all those years, all that time. The way that I reconnected with that was through discovering what do I truly want? What do I truly love? Because what happened as well with those anxieties was, um, and me getting into those states of wanting to escape my own life was one, like I, I was too scared to... Um, to well first of all i didn't know <laughs> what i wanted second of all um i was too scared to to communicate um uh, what i wanted but i also i was unsure i was just simply unsure because those mind chatters of other people what i should be doing <laughs> uh what's the right direction and not just like from my family but um you know just life kind of pushing you into having to decide really quickly what you have to do and um you being put into school and from school you you know I mean I kind of enjoyed the English system in, in one sense that you know it was less of those uh subjects that I didn't care about I could kind of like you know focus on art and languages but still I had to then decide what if later I actually feel oh I want to be a biologist or something mm. like that um anyway so that that was not important anymore um but I think if I had known earlier on who I was and what what my feelings are and also that they matter and um and not be so scared to um to be different not and and not fear so much about having disharmony in my family um and one particular per person in particular I wasn't so scared about that and and so impacted about what they said then I wouldn't have probably been so out of touch with myself um but the way that I reconnected was very much through art and through <laughs> engaging with my creativity so um what I did in that after that time 2011 when I realized okay I have to get myself out of it and I know how was um putting myself into being the energy that I want to attract so I was well doing yoga and exercise and running and doing you know healthy things for my body eating eating uh, healthy nutrition so I would feel good but I would also um, engage with my creativity again because I didn't engage with my creativity for years um, so I would uh, start drawing and painting and actually it became it was four years later um, 
2016 that I finally did a, even another big step because it didn't just all happen at once. And I and I engaged with all my curiosities. Like uh, I always wanted to learn how to DJ. <laughs> I did that. I always wanted to go, you know, and explore acting again because there was a time maybe I wanted to be an actor. And like I just did all of those things, and I did an art course again, and and engaged with that. And the moment I did this, it gave me gave me so much life, like so mm. much energy of fulfillment, um, and that really connected me with layers of me that we're already there but they were so hidden and almost like sometimes I thought well but okay why should I do this does it really matter but they mattered so much so mm. um so yeah it's kind of and obviously I was doing art therapy myself as I was learning, studying to do it so that gave me deep uh deeper le levels of understanding about myself uh and and as I was creating um doing those coaching um when I was studying to become a coach as well, training mm. to become a coach. Also, you know, obviously questioning myself in so many ways mm. and in my thoughts and actions and everything that helped. Um, so, so that was really important to me, but before I had those tools, art therapy, coaching, and tw before 2016, when I engaged into all those extra curiosities, I was just <laughs> moving through my fears. And that was like my, number one thing to connect to myself because the fears that were holding me captive and holding me back from truly living and, and, and ending up in those states of addiction and depression and extra anxieties and all of that, um, that was because of I let fear run my life. So everything I was fearful of, I would try to hide from. Mm. Uh, so I knew that that um, was the one thing that I had to do. So every mm. time I had fear, I would go walk through it and, mm. and and it's kind of like that's taken off all that weight off of me and all those uh yeah i guess um how do you say clouds of negativity that i've created um mm. that were on top of me it would kind of peel them off mm. slowly bit by bit and that was really like the key if, if anything <laughs> yeah a lot of it i think is really it's really about trust isn't it it's uh about you trusting yourself again like having made some mistakes having got into some things that weren't serving you you know life it really is about trial and error and our ability to to trust how, how did you and how do we learn to trust or keep trusting ourselves especially when we've had a past that maybe isn't uh as glorified as we may like it to be yeah well we create trust by by doing the thing right by trying the thing it's, it's like it's difficult to create trust towards this, ourselves when we only think about it and have an intention it's a, it, that's the start it's great um but it is by doing it so we teach ourselves by doing something even if it's imperfect <laughs> and especially yep. if it's imperfect <laughs> um that you know we that we can do it um or that you know that this is good whatever like if we by that experience we teach our body it's okay like whatever we're fearful of to experience um whether it is that imperfection whether it is the fear of rejection whether it is the fear of disharmony um when we actually or over the fear of, of of doing something different that we are going to be new in again like you know, um exploring that like when we don't try it and don't do it we can't 
really create trust towards ourselves because mm. we're not teaching our body that it's okay we have to do it it's in the experience and i know that this idea is like what people find the hardest okay actually having to do it but um without that it's difficult to create trust in oneself you can maybe in some way create a certain trust but then you know maybe take a little longer in order until you uh, feel ready to take the step but eventually we will have to take that step and then mm -hmm. we're teaching ourselves that and that's the thing with with children going just going back on that the how we lose trust towards ourselves when we stop um being a creative or when we stop um allowing ourselves to express ourselves the way we want to when we're being put like when we have um a lid being put on that or like being told what to do we we don't we don't really practice that anymore there's like trial and error and and things that can i do this can i not maybe you have a very uh, somebody who's really wanting to protect you and holding you back from from experiencing anything um or maybe you know the environments are so harsh that you don't allow yourself to to express anymore and that express it expression is verbally but also in what you create so so then that muscle isn't practiced or trained mm. Mm. Yeah. love that because i i always say you know we we live in a world of you know knowledge overload but it actually we don't need more knowledge we we need more revelation and and really for me it's applying that knowledge which is kind of what you're saying you know like it's when we do that which we know we we need to be experiencing and living in and it's through the doing uh, and and the being that actually then becomes uh, you know our our everyday. Yeah. Just finally, then, Marie, is there anything like burning that you want to share um, that maybe we haven't captured? And then feel free to let people know how they can find out more about you and and your work. Yeah. Um, I I feel that um, what I want to share is that you have creativity inside you that most likely is untouched by you and that is burning to come out um and i love to share this so much because um all those fears and all those anxieties and even panic attacks and I'm, i don't know everybody's story but when even health issues and that's you know i i talk about wealth with an h in it <laughs> Um, creating true wealth and health is, is, is important to have true wealth um, is all connected to your creativity. Your creativity, when you hold it back, um, it creates blockages within you that then it's still trying to come out because your creativity never stops. But if it stops so much, it, it will cause anxieties. It will cause, um, you know, health issues. And don't take it too lightly. Try to you know engage with it again um if you haven't or engage more with it and uh, ask yourself more questions or you know engage with the curiosity because your creativity is just way more powerful than than you think it's 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 um who you are um and you can really surprise yourself with uh, what you have inside of you because like what we think we are it's only a fraction of of what we are actually of what we actually are Hmm. so yeah i guess that's what i want to share um and the the other question was how you can... how do people find out more about you and your work yeah so um i am well i'm online um active on instagram for example on there i'm uh, active on the awakened artist academy 
Um, and I'm, I've got a website, which is artofyou.com. Um, it's art minus off minus you.com. And um, yeah, I also run a podcast, um, Born to Create, which is on all platforms too. Um, but you can also just message me and, um, you know, message me on, on either on Instagram or email, maria at artofyou.com. I'm really um, open to, yeah, just hear from you and to have a chat. Um, and, and I look forward to that. I love that. And I, I love that you finished with that thought of, you know, we all have thoughts and feelings and they all need to be expressed and actually in, in expressing them, whether it's through art or through, like you said, all those different creative ways of writing or music. The, the most important thing there is really to be able to to express it. And the importance of expressing it is so that it can it can breathe and it can be honored and it can have its have its place. Uh, otherwise, like you said, it can make you sick. It can cause problems. And I think there's more physical sickness now because of the result of emotional sickness that's just suppressed thoughts and feelings, you know, and how art actually creates a space for that to be expressed and, and then actually helps us heal, yeah. which is so important, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. You said mm -hmm. it so well. <laughs> Maria, it's been great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.